Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through their retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly. This week, I am here with John Conley, a very tan John Conley. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Irish, so I don't, I'm not too sure how tan I am, but I was on the lacrosse fields coaching the kids this weekend, so... I think I got a little color. A little color. It looks good. It it, it will burn pretty quickly. Yeah, right? Yeah. I usually have two colors, like either pale, like uh, just white, like the shirt, or like red lobster. There's no in-between for me. Yeah. But um, we are here this week on this episode of After the Paycheck to discuss the role dividend-paying stocks play in your retirement portfolio. And this comes, and I shared uh, an article with you from Barron's Magazine about this guy who was a retired space engineer that... He has a small pension in Social Security, but he also said he relies a lot on dividend-paying stocks to kind of um, offset or to kind of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? To kind of – Supplement. Supplement, yeah, his, his retirement income. And then I don't know if it was one of those like schadenfreude moments, but I saw another article that was saying that like, oh, you should really start investing in, in dividend-paying stocks now or if you're going to retire, you should you know invest more in dividend pay. And I started popping up everywhere, and I thought – Let's talk about this because sure. I feel like if I'm seeing it, I'm sure other people are starting to Absolutely. see this as well. So this must be growing in popularity. So the, I know that the notion of dividend-paying stocks, um, you know, is has been around for a while. But do you think dividend-paying stocks still play a role in portfolios today, in retirement portfolios today? Yeah, I, I think it's important to have some dividend-paying stocks or ETFs inside your portfolio. And, and the reason for that is if you look around where CDs or cash, money markets, they're paying really next to nothing. Right. So you have to seek out other um, alternatives for income, so to say. So individuals are now looking more for stock paying, um, dividend paying stocks. So that is a, an option that you, you should consider moving forward. Right. So real quick before we move forward with this, when we say dividend paying stocks, that means like every quarter or so, like the that stock that you have money invested in gives you some money, right? And that's what dividends are. Yeah, dividends is, is profits from the company. So the company every quarter will take some of their profits and, and g- give you a dividend either in the form of cash or in form of additional shares of that stock. But okay. either way, they're going to give you some of that profit each year. Gotcha. Okay. Now, I know with the pandemic and everything that, you know, hopefully that we're on the tail end of, that a lot of companies were forced to cut their dividends into like whatever it may be. Where does that leave somebody if I have been relying on dividend-paying stocks and all of a sudden they get cut in half or in quarter, whatever it might be? How how does that affect my income in retirement if I'm relying on them that much? Yeah, if you're relying on it and all of a sudden the dividends are decreased, then obviously that affects your, your income coming into the household and you have to kind of readdress of where you're going to get that income. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why are companies reducing or eliminating dividends? You know, we look back in 2020 during the pandemic, one of the reasons that they reduced um, dividends is because we saw the contraction of GDP uh, reducing, so to say. Then we saw the profitability of companies reduced. Right. And companies were trying to, you know, obviously stay afloat. They want to retain their employees. So they were really trying to crunch numbers. And you started to see them either eliminate or reduce their dividends throughout 2020. So let's say I am someone that's in that boat, right? Like uh, uh, I'm retired and I was relying on these dividend-paying stocks. What is something that I c- or that I could be doing now to kind of change my my pattern, or like just trying to think more expansively about cash flow in retirement, right? So like if I'm like we were just talking about, like I have or this engineer who he had some a small pension, 
social security and relied a lot on on dividends should there have been like another bucket i'm i'm kind of relying not relying on but just like have prepared yeah we used to always talk about the the three but the three-legged stool so to say in retirement okay, that, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where are we getting income from that most times the social security is one of the legs of the stool that we get income the second might be a pension if you're fortunate enough to get a pension the third leg really was the interest or dividends or withdrawals from your own savings and investments that made up the difference that you needed to live on now you look at that three-legged stool and it's really one and a half legs it's social security you know we we know social security is already kind of starting to inform people that in 2033 2032 you can expect about a 25 percent decrease in your social security income so that leg that is is pretty weak then not many com- people have pensions anymore. If you're fortunate enough, you work for the town or the state or a company that still provides it, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. So now where we get that income from is our savings and investments. And, that, and that's becoming more and more of a bigger piece of the, the, the stool, so to say. So if all of a sudden part of your income is reliant on dividends and those dividends are decreasing, you have to seek out income elsewhere within your portfolio and design a portfolio that meets all your income needs at different points in time. You know, when I look at income for retirees, they have to be flexible of where they think they want to get their income yeah. from. Can't just rely on dividend-paying stocks because if all of a sudden those dividends are, are decreased, then you find yourself in trouble. Um, so we want to make sure that we're flexible and we look at different avenues to get, to get the income that we need for our retirement. It might change each year. Right. Can't you? It's not set in stone, so to say. Oh, you just said two the per- perfect things. It's not set in stone. I feel like that that's something that a lot of people that are getting close to retirement age think like, oh, like you see these articles, like I'm just going to rely on dividend paying stocks now. And that's, you know, they just put all their money into these companies that are paying out higher dividends than normal and thinking that, okay, that's, I'm just going to read the benefits of this every quarter and that's going to be my income in yeah. retirement where, and I think that's, we're going to ask this question right now. Like there might be certain stocks or, or companies that I might want to avoid, or maybe like, I think like, oh, this sector is doing great right now, but the carpet gets pulled out from under you and now you're left holding the bag. Yeah. You take an example, like high dividend paying stocks. If the equities are doing really well and the market's doing well, those dividends might actually meet or exceed what you need for income. So that might be all your income where we're taking withdrawals for that particular year. Right. Now you turn around, you look in 2020, maybe liquidating some equities might not have been the right time to do that while the market was under stress. You might want to look at using cash as your income for that year. So you want to look yeah. at it from a year by year um, basis, so to say. And then like you just mentioned, talking about are there any particular dividend-paying companies that you maybe want to avoid or under pressure? You know, you look at 2020, and the dividend-paying sectors, we'll say um, energy was a sector that was under a lot of stress during 2020, or consumer discretionary, which is really the travel industry, the yeah. retail. You know, they were taking it on the chin. So if you had dividend-paying stocks that relied heavily in those sectors, then you were going to see a lot of your income decreased. Right. So you want to make sure you understand what sectors of the market you're in, what sectors are doing well, what sectors aren't doing well. You know, you really, if you're doing this on, on your own, it's a lot of work. But if you're working with an advisor, it's something that you can meet with on a quarterly basis to re- rebalance or reassess where you're getting your, your dividends from. 
if I am somebody who's in like my late 50s and I just have like, I'm just contributing to my company's 401k, can I look into my 401k, whatever that allocation is, and be like, oh, I wonder what companies they are investing in that are providing dividends, which I'm assuming are going back into my 401k at that point. Yeah, it's going to take some, some you know, due diligence on your part. You can, you can definitely seek out that information. You know, this day and age, information is available at your fingertips. Right. But, you know, if you're working with an advisor or someone within the 401k company that provides the 401k, like a Fidelity, or if our clients who have 401ks, we're actually picking, helping them choose the mutual funds inside their 401k that actually aligns with what we're doing for their overall financial picture. So we might be managing some of their money, but some of their money is in 401k. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that 401k mimics what we're trying to do on the outside. So even though we're not handling or or managing those funds on a daily basis, we're helping them choose the positions in there that aligns with the big picture of their financial plan. Awesome. We, I'm thinking now about like all these different like accounts and stuff like that. And in retirement, you're pulling from each one, whether it be multiple types of, of brokerage accounts, I guess, or, you know, dividend paying stocks, social security, pension, what, what have you. Where does taxes play a factor into all of this? Like if you're taking taxes or if you're taking dividends, what are the tax consequences of that? Sure. So anytime you receive a dividend, whether it be in a form of um, cash or a form of uh, additional shares of stock, that's ordinary income that gets reported. Ordinary income, okay. okay. So you got to pay taxes on that. Um, so it has, so you have to have that in, in your mindset of when you're planning for income, it's just not net to you. You have to still pay Uncle Sam. And on top of that, it does have a, a triple effect where all of a set, all of a sudden you you might have even if you're not taking the income and it's just getting reinvested, you could be actually causing yourself for your social security benefits if you're taking them to decrease because you have too much income. It gets included in your provisional income, which is the okay. calculation to determine how much of your social security is being taxed. How much of it is being taxed is determined upon your provisional income. So if you're having a lot of dividends coming in, whether you're receiving the cash or it's being reinvested, it can have an effect on the benefits that you receive from Social Security. So I would, you know, I would stress that someone understand the cause and effects there. So, yeah, that's so that's a really good point that you're saying. So even if I'm not taking those dividends, if I'm reinvesting them, that still technically is is income. Correct, because it's, it's, it's added right into your account. So it's growth. Okay, so how do I know if I have the right balance of dividend-paying stocks versus whatever else in my retirement portfolio? Have it sitting down with a financial advisor and mapping it out, making sure that you have a plan yeah. and that you actually have a, a portfolio that is well-balanced and diversified, so to say. Um, you might want to look at high-quality bonds. So it's not just having one of anything. Moderation is always key to anything in life yeah. for the most part. <laughs> and I think having the proper balance in a portfolio is crucial. And whether you're doing it on your own, you can always seek out an advisor and ask them, hey, how do you, or her, and say, how does my portfolio look? Am I well-balanced? Do I, am I too much in one sector or this asset class? Just get a second opinion to, for, you know, what do they say? Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, you know, something along that line. Nice. So in this day and age, I feel like there's a lot of people that are just like, I'm going to put all my money in, like, Doggy coin or whatever it's called Bitcoin. now, you know what I mean? Bitcoin. You know what I mean, I'm going to become an overnight millionaire, and then I'm going to just reap the benefits and then retire, or whatever. But uh, you made a really good. It's I, I 
feel like balance in, in really taking or having a professional look at your situation because what you don't know, you don't know. Like I'm thinking yeah. myself, again, these conversations are great for me because I learned so much from it. So I selfishly love doing these these episodes. But everything you just said in this episode, again, I'm reading articles about how I should be putting a lot more money in dividend paying stocks. So I've got my little you know, stash Robinhood app thing that yeah. I put like some extra money into. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do that. Not realizing that those dividends go into my into my taxable taxes. income. So all of a sudden my AGI next year might be higher than I thought and all of a sudden I'm paying a, a higher tax And rate. sometimes you don't even understand why. You're saying, why am I paying more in taxes? I, would have I no made idea. the same amount of money than I did last year and so forth. I would be so my upset paycheck with my tax changed, guy. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, why aren't you finding all this? It's not your fault. It's not his fault. It's your fault. Right, yeah. <laughs> when in reality, it's because I'm playing, you know, what I think is a game basically yeah. with a couple of reti- uh, you know, extra bucks in retirement. Yeah. Okay, that's great. John, this was great. No, I appreciate it. You know, dividends are great. You just have to know what the effect of it is, uh, whether tax-wise, growth opportunities, are we taking on too much risk? You got to make sure that you understand, are we looking at dividends that are growth-oriented or value-oriented? So you just want to make sure you have the right mix of things and you're doing the right thing that fits your big picture financially. I love it. John, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know that's been a busy week for you, so I appreciate that. No, I appreciate your time. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Uh, If you have any questions, if you're not already there, head to afterthepaycheck.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the page, and you can ask any question that you want us to cover on a future episode of After the Paycheck, or you can just click on the calendar and book time to chat with either John, Sam, or Ryan to ask your questions to them yourself. Until next time, take care. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with the professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency, LLC, Mass Insurance License Number 178-3398.